Hey there, this is Al Mack from Spark Sports, and we are breaking down this Wednesday night's main event for one championship on TNT featuring the former UFC flyweight champion, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, as he takes on Adriano Maquino Marias for the one championship MMA men's flyweight gold. This all goes down Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it on TNT in America on uh, YouTube in Canada, a whole lot of other places, as well as on the One Super app. So uh, let's break this down. But before we do that, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and uh, you can follow along uh, with the betting breakdown on sparksports.ca. And uh, we're going to be breaking down a ton of fights. Uh, we'll have a ton of sports betting content, UFC, Bellator, 1FC, Rising a little bit of boxing, uh, sports from all around the globe. I got nothing but time on my hands right now, so uh, we're going to be covering a ton of sports and a ton of MMA. So, uh, let's get started. Demetrius Johnson comes in as the minus 790 favorite against Adriano Marias, who's on plus 480 on the comeback. And uh, it's that's pretty wild. You can get him like uh, plus six six sixty at uh, offshores places like that. But uh, we're using the average global odds via oddsportal.com. and uh, that's what we're calling it. Plus four eighty on Marias, minus seven ninety five on Johnson, and then the total the total is very hard to find. There's only about one outlet that had the total over two and a half rounds, minus two fifty five. Under two and a half rounds, plus 168. And again, Wednesday, April 7th, 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT and on YouTube and the One Super app. So uh, let's break this down. Adriano Marias Maquino comes into this. This is his eighth one championship title bout. He holds a nine and three record in the promotion since making his debut back in 2013. He had a 22 and one record. Uh, Marias did before uh, winning uh, the one flyweight championship in 2014 against Gehi Estequejo. He won the title via unanimous decision in that bout. Uh, Marias is interesting. He's won, he's uh, lost the title twice in his reign as champion, regaining the belt on two separate occasions, making him the only three time champion in uh one championship history and i think the only three-time flyweight champion in uh mma um this is the type of guy marias is uh he he advances his skills even after reaching the peak of his ability uh after winning the title in 2014 he traveled to the united states he competed in a handful of bjj tournaments he won the new york bjj open and then the 2014 Naga Nogi uh, Black Belt Division Championship. And then Marias moved to America in 2015. He joined American Top Team in South Florida. He trains with guys like um, Jorge Masvidal, Pedro Munoz. Uh, th this guy, he's super high level. He's a high level grappler, high level jiu-jitsu player. And uh, he has improved significantly in his stand-up which we saw he, he put on display in the trilogy bout against uh, Gijas de Cuello back in January of 2019. However, ultimately, it was uh, his ground game in that fight that stunned the crowd and stunned the judges. Uh, so let's take a look at that. 
the Sulo of Stretch, uh, you know, one of the most devastating submissions I've ever seen. And it's just absolutely, absolutely miraculous that uh, Estequejo didn't tap. And it's absolutely miraculous that he got out of this hold. And uh, the Sulo of Stretch, it's kind of like a knee bar, uh, hip twister, uh, just a, a wild high-level submission. Um, and Marais caught him in this in the fourth round in their fight, in their trilogy bout. And yeah, Estequeo miraculously escaped after almost a full minute in this hold. Uh, the Sulo of Stretch, just just wild. First used by the UFC, uh, the Russian UFC and pride fighter, Amar Suluev. And, you know, this is an extremely difficult hold to uh, to put on someone, and it is ext extremely difficult to maneuver out of. Yet, yeah, Estequejo somehow, uh, you know, got out of what looked like one of the most painful submissions you'll ever see in this sport. Um, but, yeah, man, Marias, an elite-level elite level get-up game, very dangerous in scrambles. On the mat, he has the ability to pull off sweeps reversals he's a high risk high reward type wrestler um very high pace and this specific skill set that he has makes him very interesting in a matchup against mighty mouse who's also known for being an elusive wrestler with his ability to escape vulnerable positions uh with slick scrambling and uh high pace wrestling and so this will be a very entertaining matchup if uh this fight ends up on the ground and then another factor that needs to be talked about is uh, Marias is going to have a five-inch height advantage here over Mighty Mouse, which is not exactly a massive factor for Johnson, who's fought bigger opponents almost his entire career because, you know, the guy's very small. But um, there's something to be said about Marias uh, being probably the biggest guy that Johnson has ever faced. And uh, we've heard him talk about it. We've heard him talk about, you know, the guy's – in the bantamweight division are, are longer legs are longer arms are longer and uh you know it's 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 different at 135 pounds okay let's talk about demetrius johnson he comes in to this uh 3-0 in one championship after going 15-2-1 in the ufc in his last 14 bouts in the UFC, he won seven by stoppage, six by decision, and lost his final fight in the promotion by decision, uh, a loss to Henry Cejudo, which was just his second loss in the UFC in seven years. So then after dropping that uh, his UFC flyweight gold, uh, he was traded to one championship for Ben Askren, which is just wild stuff if you look at the trajectories of their two careers after uh, this trade and uh so yeah johnson immediately entered the one championship flyweight grand prix he went three and oh in that tournament he earned himself this title shot for this fight that we're talking about right now uh in the first fight of the tournament johnson faced uh yuya wakamatsu competitive first round but uh johnson finished the fight two minutes and 40 seconds into the second round with a guillotine choke in the second round of the tournament. Uh, this was an interesting one. He faced uh, Tatsumitsu Wada yet, you know, another competitive matchup. This one was in a ring, which was very interesting. And Johnson picked up the unanimous decision, but there was some points in this fight where 
you know, he was having some issues with the bigger wrestler and uh, a little bit of foreshadowing, I think. And then in the third and final fight of the tournament, uh, Johnson faced Danny Kinghead, uh with the winner being crowned as the one championship flyweight Grand Prix. Johnson took a little bit of damage in this fight. He went toe-to-toe with King Ed. Uh, he got dropped earlier in the second round. And uh, it was Mighty Mouse's defensive wrestling that got him through that da- those dangerous moments in the fight. Uh, he was able to eventually take him to the mat, hold that dominant position for the majority of the fight. And he picked up the unanimous decision. Uh, one thing that I didn't notice that I picked up in this fight and uh, it didn't didn't really come to me, you know, I just didn't break down fights the way that I used to uh, when Johnson was tearing up the flyweight division in the UFC. But Mighty Mouse has a he does an excellent job of mixing up his offense. Uh, you know, he uses feints, feints and fakes, and it keeps his opponents guessing. And he'll fake a takedown attempt and he'll draw a reaction out of his out of his opponent. And then catch his opponent on like on the off off beat on the off rhythm with like a you know an off rhythm shoot when they least expect it. And Mighty Mouse, he's perfected this art of mixing up his striking with his grappling and his striking with his wrestling. And even if his stand up game, I don't think it's where it once was, but he can still be very uh, a very serious problem for Marias if he manages to land the takedown throughout the fight. Uh, but that brings us to a, a whole other uh, a whole other factor, which is 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 uh, Johnson going to want to uh, engage him on the mat? Because uh, you know uh, Adriano Marias is a very elite grappler, especially off the floor. And you know BJJ guy, uh, these guys are good on on their back. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he approaches it. Let's. Let's look at the tail of the tape. Demetrius Johnson, 31-1 and in his professional career, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, this will be his 35th pro fight. And uh, 57% finish rate, 12 wins by submission, 34 years old, uh, which is pretty old for a bantamweight, uh, 5'3". 66 inch reach and uh adriano marias 18 and 3 we'll talk about those three losses in a little bit 67 percent finish percentage nine wins by submission 31 years old 58 with uh his reach not listed um oh yeah okay this is important let's talk about the one championship flyweight division okay um this is important. Unlike many other promotions, the one championship flyweight division is set at 135 pounds, which is a bantamweight weight class. Okay. In any other promotion, this would be considered bantamweight. So don't get confused because it's it's rather confusing. <laughs> um, you know, we heard Demetrius Johnson say he'll never fight at 125 pounds again. And then we see him fighting a flyweight in one championship, but that's because it's 135 pounds. Their whole their whole weight class has shifted up. So um, Eddie Alvarez is a lightweight. He's actually a welterweight. He's fighting at 170 pounds, but in one championship, that's lightweight. They do have a 125-pound um, division, and they call it men's strawweight. So it's 
it's rather confusing. Uh, yeah, we'll have to get into it deeper because I don't even know what what goes on when, once we get to once we get to heavyweight. But anyways, um, over the last two years, there's been 28 bouts in the one men's flyweight division. Of those 28 fights, 20 of them have have been won by the betting favorite. However, even with a 20 and 8 record, the favorite has failed to turn a profit. Uh, you know, losing losing a little under a unit, little over a unit. Uh, meanwhile, a total of those 20 bouts, only uh, sorry, of those 28 bouts, only 20 of them had uh, had total props. So over the past two years, of those 28 bouts, the total went 10 and 10 with both the over and the under failing to turn a profit. So let's look at this here. The favorite, 28, 71.4% minus 1.86 units, a buy price of minus 250, meaning that, uh, you know, if you, based on the betting trend, if you bet only favorites of minus 250 or better, you're, you might have made money. You might have just been on the fringe of making money, but it was a positive EV play. And then with the under, the under is the same thing. You're betting plus money or you're not betting this play. Based on the betting trend, uh, 10 and 10 minus 2.93 units. Um, so, yeah, you would need to, if you're following this trend, which I don't think you should because they're both, uh, you know, losing uh, losing units, uh, you would have to bet the under at plus money for this to uh be worth your while. Okay, let's get into the betting trends, the individual betting trends for each fighter. Adriano Marias, um, three of his last four fights have gone over the betting total, uh, going three and four to the over for plus 1.47 units profit, dating back to 2017. So that means that a $100 better who's backed the over in each of his last four fights profited $36 per fight, win or lose. Uh, meanwhile, he's three and one on the money line in those four fights for marginal profit of just 0.21 units. So uh, this is a guy who is rarely, rarely the betting uh, underdog, if ever. You know, I'm tracking this. These are the four fights that we've had with global odds posted. So with one championship. We haven't seen much betting action over the years, and now it's starting to get more popular. So, you know, he's had four fights since 2017 that have a global betting odds posted, uh, four consecutive fights too. So um, it, he's been a favorite in every one of them. This will be the first fight that he will come in as the betting underdog. Uh, so now let's talk about the betting trends for Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson in his last 17 professional MMA fights dating back to his rematch victory over Ian McCall. Demetrius Johnson has gone 16 and one turning a money line profit of 5.27 units, uh, an ROI of 31% with a hundred dollar better profiting $31 per fight, win or lose in those 17 bouts. Uh, meanwhile, Johnson has gone over the betting total in 12 of those 17 fights going 12 and five, for plus 5.22 units profit. Uh, Johnson has gone over the betting total in six of his last seven bouts, dating back to his decision victory over Tim Elliott in 2016. 
He's gone to decision in three of his last four, dating back to his split decision loss to Henry Cejudo. Betters who have backed both the over and the Mighty Mouse money line in his last 17 fights have gone 28 and 6 for a profit of plus 10.49 units profit. So that's uh, 16 and 1 on the money line plus 5.27 units profit. And then the over 12 and 5 for 5.22 units profit. So uh, yeah, this guy 16 and 1, that's. You know, five point two seven units isn't the isn't the greatest return, but at sixteen and one, it just depends how much you're betting, right? I I always say, you know, don't bet any more than two point five percent of your bankroll. But uh, a guy like this, in his heyday, you were, you know, if you were willing to lay a lot to win a little. You can you can win a, a good amount of money. This guy is like the Habib of flyweight at one point in his career. Um, but yeah, here are some un- intangible factors. Demetrius Johnson. This will be his first five round fight since his loss to Cejudo in 2018, and uh, for Marias, this uh, fight will be his first scheduled for three rounds since his 2016 bout against Eugene Tukero. Um, so this might be a slight edge for, um, Marias as Johnson has come out. He, he comes out with a relatively high pace in his first three fights in one championship, and he's going to have to adjust to a more conservative pace in this fight while facing a fighter in Marias who, um, you know, he can go at it pedal in the middle for a full five rounds. So I, I feel like that factor favors, um, Marias, and then both fighters are coming in on a, after a lengthy layoff. Uh, Marias hasn't stepped foot into, into a cage since January of 2019, and Johnson uh, hasn't seen action since October of 2019. And I think that layoff is a little bit taxing on both fighters, especially these are guys who from 2014 to 2018 managed to compete at least two times a year, with sometimes even competing three times a year. So uh i think that might be a factor too here um i'm not exactly sure who it affects more but i think it's going to be uh i think it's going to be a little bit of a an issue maybe for the first round or whatever because sometimes depending on who it is ring rust does definitely exist so uh let's break down the odds uh when this when this line first came out with mighty mouse lined at minus 400 uh that line swelled quickly to as high as like minus 950 in some places before, you know, some buyback came in and we saw Marias get some money on him and push it back to where it sits now at like minus 790, uh, the average price. And, you know, the immediate reaction for this line movement was that this is now a dogger pass play, right? But, um, you know, beyond, beyond just analyzing the pass to victory for both these fighters, there just isn't enough market value on Marias um, pulling off the upset at this current price. When you have a chance to be able to get a better line, um, if you if you look at the market indicators, uh, you know there's a better chance of getting a better line closer to fight night. So um, Demetrius Johnson 
hasn't looked hasn't looked spectacular by any stretch in his last three appearances in one championship. But nevertheless, this is a guy who is pound for pound one of the best to ever do it. A fighter who has just three losses in what will be after Wednesday a 35 fight career. So there's no denying that DJ he deserves to be the betting favorite. But what at what point do you start to look at these odds and see clear value on Marias, regarding on uh, regardless of of uh, of how you look at how you handicap this fight? It um, it hasn't gotten to that point yet, but um, when it does, regardless of how you think this fight is going to play out, if uh, the betting odds are giving Marias less of a chance than what any educated person that knows anything about MMA will tell you that he actually has, then the wager is worth making whether you win or you lose, right? Um, you know, if the odds are a lot further apart between these two fighters than what uh, is in reality each of their chances, then, you know, as much as you want to bet Demetrius Johnson – you're betting a priced out line. So it, it doesn't really matter how you handicap this fight if the if the line starts to get out of hand, which I think it's going to. Um, it's also worth mentioning that all three of uh, Adriano Marias's losses came by split decision, with two of those three losses being labeled as outright robberies, okay? So this is a fighter who has lost by – he's never lost by stoppage. He's never lost by unanimous decision. And if you consider only three of his his only three losses were on split scorecards, you know there's some that can argue that uh, uh, Adriano Marias, you know he he he's, he's still undefeated uh, in some people's minds. And with you know with that in mind, don't be surprised to see this one end up uh, going turning out to be a, a close decision because. And then you know uh, ultimately, I think that that favors Mighty Mouse, but. That's just that's just how these guys fight, and you look at the betting trends between these two guys. They've gone over the betting total between them seven of their last eight combined fights. So um, while I think it favors uh, Demetrius that this the longer this fight goes, I think it favors Demetrius. Um, I think that even if Marias knows that, he might not necessarily be able to stop it. Right, so. The way this this breaks down is pretty simple. If if Marias can't get this finished early, then DJ should be able to squeeze out the victory. You know, using takedowns as defensive wrestling, uh, grapple heavy, uh, smothering type offense in the later later stages of the fight, similar to what DJ was able to do to uh, Danny Kinghead. Uh, but with that being said, Marias also faced Danny Kinghead and was able to submit him in the first round which reinforces this point that the longer this fight goes, the more it favors Mighty Mouse. But to get to that point where Mighty Mouse is going to be able to use uh, his ability to stay at range and to play the point fight game, he's going to have to be able to survive the onslaught and the pressure from Marias for the first few rounds, which, you know, this brings us to the betting total. And it's a classic scenario where the under correlates to one fighter's clearest path to victory. Um, the over correlates to one fighter's clearest factor victory, while the under correlates to the opponent's clearest factor victory. And uh, while there seems to be some juicy plus money value on the under two and a half rounds at plus 168, 
both fighters have the tendency to go over the betting total in their in their recent uh, careers. Um, the under two and a half rounds, priced at plus one sixty eight, uh, based on implied probability, it's about thirty seven percent to end within twelve and a half minutes. But yet, based on these two fighters' recent betting trends, based on their you know the way that their fights have gone as of late, that number seems to be closer to about thirty percent. About three three of ten times these guys are going to go over twelve and a half minutes. And that that's like plus two thirty, and you know, plus one sixty eight looks juicy. But, but you know, implied probability versus true odds. You want to have that. Uh, you want to have the. You want to have the value. You don't want to be getting ripped off by the juice. So, and then that brings us to the end here. That brings us to the pick, and it's tough. Based on implied probability at plus four eighty. Uh, Adriano Marias would have about a 17% chance of beating Demetrius Johnson. And, you know, even though those true odds for Marias to win are far greater than actually 17%, the market is still seeing Mighty Mouse lined at some books at like minus 800, and he's still continuing to take money. So, you know, underdog backers who have handicapped Marias to win should take what they can get on a fighter who has never been an underdog in his career let alone an underdog of plus 450 or plus 480, wherever he's at. Uh, at the same time, if you're coming to this from a value betting perspective, even if you think Demetrius Johnson's going to win uh, and you're, you know, you've gotten to the point now where, you know, you have to bet the other side just because that the, just because of value. Um, you got to also get the best of the line and all signs are pointing to, this is going to get juicier and juicier because um, if Marias if Marias is still sitting at uh, you know approaching that buy price that we're looking at at seven to one odds, um, and Demetrius Johnson is sitting at minus seven ninety and still taking money, um, you got to sit back and wait because you'll probably be able to get a better line on the dog as the books try to adjust, um, you know, they want to set that line. If it gets to a point where they're overexposed, that they won't be able to take any more money on Mariah, on Demetrius Johnson. And then they'll, you know, they're going to force based on the way that the, the VIG goes, they're going to force the value on the, the side of the underdog to try to get some money on the dog to try to get some two way action. And, you know, all, with all that being said, it's tough to say that there is even that much handle on this fight that's, you know, kind of rel relatively unknown for the the non-diehards, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I would say if you're, if you're on Marias, you would sit back and wait. Sit back and wait a little bit and see if you can get the best of the line. I would say the buy price would be at 7-1 odds. And I'm not saying that... Uh, Adriano Marias has only a 12.5% chance of winning this fight. What I'm saying is, based on where the line was before and where it is now, um, and based on some market indicators that we see, that this line should go up again. And if it goes up again, you're getting a better line than you would be now. And uh, it's like buying a TV. You might want to buy the TV, but if it goes on sale, you're going to get a better price. So you might as well wait a little bit. 
Um, but otherwise, if you're on the Demetrius Johnson side, you'll have to get a little bit creative to find a wager that's available because uh, you don't want to buy you don't want to you don't want to buy too expensive of a TV. You don't want to buy a priced out money line, and uh, the betting options on this fight are very limited with no decision or uh, stoppage props on the board. So uh, it is what it is. You're going to have to either pass. Or I think you know one of the 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 spot with the most value based on implied probability versus true odds I think is the over two and a half and minus two fifty five especially if you're handicapping this fight to go towards Demetrius Johnson I think that he has you know a lot higher of a chance to win this fight by decision and I feel like the longer the fight goes the more that it'll be in his favor. Whereas Marias's window, I feel, is earlier in the fight um, to get a stoppage, even though a lot of his fights have gone over the total as of late. I still feel like that um, he's got to uh, capitalize on the early. Uh, he's just got to capitalize on that early that early spot in the in the first like two rounds of this fight, and beyond that, um, yeah, if you're on Johnson. I would say do not bet the money line because it's definitely priced out. So, yeah, thank you for watching and uh, check out sparksports.ca for a ton more fight betting content. We're going to be doing uh, Bellator 256 UFC on ABC2, and uh, we're going to keep going. So, yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for watching, and uh, talk to you later.